This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We dedicated this next half an hour for you. For you, our listeners, wherever you are in the country, text us on double eight double three or give us a call on the Kennard's Higher phone line, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven, because we're gonna talk about the All Blacks and the coaches. And we've got a good text message here coming through from Earl to kick it off. Hey guys, Foster's coaching record has never been good. Has anyone asked why, especially the New Zealand rugby officials that appointed him? That is from Earl. That is a, a good question. I th- Look, you got to understand that, that, that Steve Hansen, with so much success and how much power he had within the environment, within the team, uh, uh, he was one that was advocating for Fozzie. And Fozzie had done his time within the environment, had done his time within the team, won a World Cup, Pretty much won all the trophies going forward and uh, everything like that. So uh, I think that's a huge, huge reason to why they were, uh, that, that kind of appointment happened was Steve Hansen uh, handing on the, you know, handing on the sword, I must say. So that, that'll be why. But we want to talk about the, um, the assistance. I know we were, I was talking off the air to the lads about the assistants and, uh, you know, a, a lot of responsibility has to go on those play, uh, coaches as well and, and talking to Bears about um, Fozzie's role and Helicopter View, giving the right messages out, um, things like that. But then the other guys, they got more hands-on. And, yeah, I want to let you ask you the question. Do you think he has the right mixture or has the right team behind him? So Fozzie has been able to, uh, for Fozzie to be able to uh, achieve what he wants to. Have we got the right people in the right seats on the bus for this All Black side? Do we? You know, like obviously Fozzie's taking all the heat because he is our head coach, he is our leader, but he can't take it on by himself. He can't do the job by himself. He needs a team behind him. So does he have the right seats on the bus filled with the right individuals? I want to hear from you at home. Give us a call, 0800 150 811, and we'll have a chat about that. Bazza. Mate, I reckon that is a great question, and the question to follow on from that is, is the bus mm. heading in the right direction? And that's the thing that I'm not quite sure about. I think that's what some of maybe New Zealand's not sure about, is does the person who's mm. sitting in that front seat in the driver's seat actually know which direction he's heading? Now, if we if we listen to what Ian Foster's saying when he was asked yesterday 
if he felt under pressure heading into the summer, this is what he had to say. No, I've like I just said, I think when you when you look at the overall year and you look at where, what we've achieved, um, I, I think when you look at the context of that and the growth, then I think there's been a, a, quite a significant growth from last year. We've got a whole whole bunch of players that a number of them have come up here for the first time, haven't been up here for three years and experienced that and. Collectively, I you know I think there's there's some you know I really believe in the group that we're doing what that we've got at the moment. So mm. that's I mean you want to probably hear that, and the players would probably want to hear that that the head coach yep. believes in the group. <laughs> he also did make mention of the fact and the comparisons between the New Zealand winter and their 15 test matches yep. and their performance of 12 test wins and, and three test losses in a comparison to the other teams that they were playing against mm. um, or the other teams' years that they had and and made reference to Australia and to South Africa. So, I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't like that, Bez. No. I didn't think... That was kind of like deflecting. It was kind of deflecting... Away from him trying to put the spotlight on other sides, and look, he's got a like the All Blacks. Everyone's so passionate; they want to see them win, and when they don't win, you know, everyone erupts. So, um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. And there's a, there's we've got a call on the line, Bears, and we're going to go across. We're going to talk to John from Christchurch. He wants to chat about the All Blacks. Good morning, John. Hey guys, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. What, do you got for, what do you got for us? On um, the same, like I, uh, uh, you know, not a fan of Foster, but it, it's everyone around him that's um, in the same boat. Um, but at the end of the day, he's the one who selected his team to help him coach this team. Mm. And um, since yeah. I've actually been on board, the whole lot of them, it's been a steady progression backwards and not forward. And and a lot of these guys have actually played in that team when Shag was coaching with Fozzy. Um, so how do they all start going backwards all of a sudden if it's not coming from the top? And, and really, at the end of the day, Fozzie is the one who's accountable because he's, he's assembled the team around him. And obviously, everyone's yep. not responding to them and they're not dealing as a unit themselves. That's how I see it anyway. Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on, mate. You're spot on. He's, he selected the, the coaches that were available at the time and, and yeah, you've made a valid point there. Things haven't changed. They haven't been innovative. They haven't come in and, and stamped their own mark. Um, for you, do you feel like it's uh, just is it is it Steve one point two? Is it or what you're seeing with how they're playing, I'm how they sure. kind of? Well, I was going to ring you yesterday, is it? I had a question for you, mate. What the hell did David Harvey do to actually get dropped for those last two games? And, and then mm. move that midfield yeah. around. When he's been so steady all year, um, everyone's been talking yeah. him up as probably our best back in the team all bloody year, and then all of a sudden, mm. um, he doesn't get to play the last two crucial games. What did he do wrong? Yeah. And who's making those decisions to well, keep someone who's actually been steady and up that back line um, and given us momentum, like a Jack Goodshoe does, um, to suddenly not be mm. there? So who's making those decisions? Yeah, no, you're right. You're spot on there, mate. And I, I, my, my answer is, when you're under pressure, you got to try and make a decision, and you're, and you got to make a change to try and act like you're making 
a right decision, and I think they went down that that line, man. I totally agree. I I, I think David Havili is our best twelve in our team. So I, I really appreciate your call, John. All right, thanks, boys. Thanks, John. Hey, it's just to follow on from that. Um, Kirsten mm-hmm. Beef had uh, Frank Bunce on uh, their show on the Drive Show yesterday yep. afternoon. That was a great chat, actually. It was fantastic. And he actually made mention as well of of that exact point um, that we were just talking about then that that the mm. combinations, so back in the day, they were so used to, like there was Bunsen Little and it was, you know, yep. like, it was, he said even uh, McCarhill and, uh, uh, what was it, sorry, you know, um, oh, crikey, uh, Smoke and Joe was it back in the day. And it's, and the Same. combinations in the midfield especially are so important. There's good, there's gun players there, but you need to know where your mate's running and when they need, where you need to be and bouncing off those combinations. If we're chopping and changing constantly, then how do you get your flow? How do you find that, that settled you place can't. where you just bounce you, off you, each other? You can't, Bez, you can't. And, and you're you know, a big advocate of this, and I know someone in Stop the Road from here is a huge advocate for, for cohesion and building those connections. I totally agree, mate. Like, one week, David's playing with Rico, and then next week he's playing with Anton. Totally different players. Totally different players. They both have a different skill set. One likes to bounce out on the outside. One will run a nice short ball. So getting those connections and understands, mate, Frank Bunce is right on the money. You can't you can't build it. And and it is hard. It is hard. And, and that was a great call um, from, from James in uh, Christchurch. I really appreciate your call, mate. And a very insightful and great question. Hard-hitting questions. But keep those calls coming through. 0800 150 811. Anything regarding that. We've got a few texts too. Baz, you want to? You want to read a couple out, bud? Yeah, they're good. From that audio clip of Foster you just played, it comes across to me that Foster has low standards as he was happy with that. Well, to just back that up, and they're happy with the comparison as well between other teams. I did a couple of stats, as he, for you. The All Blacks over their career have played 494 test matches with a winning percentage of 75.1. South Africa, 516, a winning percentage of 62. Australia, 654, with a winning percentage of 50. There is no comparison between the All Blacks and anyone else. So the fact that we're comparing them mm. now after the, the season mm. we've had and trying to seek solace in that is a little concerning. Yep. Another text here, Izzy, this mm. one's from Blair. Izzy, those seats on the bus were selected by Foster. Um, Ian Foster, yep. this is the next one. Ian Foster selected his own coaching team when they applied for coaching roles. So still his fault. Ian Foster was a good assistant, just not up to top job because he, he has no vision. Well... Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. Or maybe he's not mm. getting enough support from his coaches around him. Or maybe he's not getting enough support from his senior players or his leaders. Does it all come down to him? Mm. Who knows? And I guess that's the, the beauty of it. I want, to, I want us to play this uh, one clip from Scott Robertson yesterday as well, um, Izzy. Yep. And that's when he was asked by Smitty and, and Plenty of Media yesterday what he made of the All Blacks form. And he was naturally a little cagey on the topic. <laughs> Uh, look, I'll, with the All Black stuff, I'll, I'll leave my um, my point of view private. Probably, I think it's a bit hurting at the moment. So, uh, look, I've got my opinions on it, but I think it's probably not the right time to express them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting, and wow. in <laughs> and really, he's in a yeah, tough well, situation always, there, isn't he? <laughs> it was always going to happen. <laughs> It was always going to happen, mate. He was never going to talk about it and come out like that. Um, and he's and he's right. It's, it's it's not the right time for you know the, the bells are ringing for for uh, Razor to get in that job and 
and take over. Um, so it definitely wouldn't have helped his credentials if he come out and ripped them to shreds. So that was always going to be the answer from him, mate. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, isn't it? And this is it's just such a subject which gets everyone in New Zealand going. And mm. you know, like we're not sitting here, and I know you're not sitting here because you've got a, you know real affection for both Aussie and also yeah. Razor. Um, but you're just merely pointing out a couple of concerns, and and the, there is some holes in that system at the moment. So yeah, it's it's really interesting, and it's it's a difficult one. And we can we'll keep debating it as we go right throughout the morning as well. Um, oh, mate, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but it's been fascinating to sit back and listen to <laughs> the U waves over the last twenty four hours in particular, and your take on it. it just shows, eh? Just shows how passionate we are as a country for our beloved All Blacks team, and and we want to see them doing well. And and look on the other side, you you feel for for the um the the coaches they don't want this to, to happen and they don't want this to happen and the you know I've been on the other side Baz been on the other side when you get ripped to shreds on talkback shows so I'm not all about that and I've I've been on and my family you know what it feels for them so look I get an understanding um I feel, I feel for them so it is it is a difficult situation but um we we just we just want to see that team playing well and going well and and you know, people have their opinions and, and want to have their assumptions of what's happening. So that's that's the world we live in. Everyone has an opinion. Yep. No, you're spot on, mate, and that's a, that's a valid point you make as well. Um, I reckon maybe even on the other side, I wouldn't mind if, if I get the opportunity to maybe just talk you through a couple of the leadership things that we did at New Zealand Cricket yeah, to be able to try and change things up a little bit and maybe explain that how we got the the people i feel like we got the people in the right seats on the bus heading in the right direction and also a couple of other sort of experiences around the world where it maybe not hasn't worked as well so we might do that on the other side how's about how lucky i was just then mate by the way i, I just got my little mccafe coffee dropped off by mark Cheddick. why can't i start and guess who he bought in chitty chitty he bought me some bacon in and he bought me the one, the only, what? Opie Boston. Yeah, mate. Opie yeah, Boston in the house. Tell him, boy, the perfect baby. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that, eh? Crikey. I, I saw yeah. Louis. He looked down the camera and he got up and he was doing a little jig, a little dance. He was pumped. There's only one Opie Boston. <laughs> That's about this is my extent of my singing. It is 7.19 here in the morning on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. NZ. 7.24 here in the morning on Baz Nizzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kenneth's High phone line 0800 We've got Simon on the line now. We're going to get to him in just a sec. But before that, remember at 8am we are putting the spotlight on the spotlight on SNZ's Wellington Frequency, 7.11 a.m., and we're giving you the chance to win $711 with Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. All you have to do is get to 10 questions right for the whole cigar based on today's quiz. We won't be giving out too much money, but you never know. Is might just get a little kinder on it. The question is, what player <laughs> from the 1924-1925 Invincibles played fullback in every game during that tour? And the answer is the indestructible George Napier. So you write that one down yep. when Izzy How asks good. just after 8am. 
And we've got Simon on the line, and I reckon he might have a little question and is probably something that you can answer. You there, Simon? Lads, good morning. How are we? Good. Good, Good, mate. What do you got for us? Mate, uh, I'm going to go a bit left field here. Just wondering, from your guys' point of view, um, you know how some coaches go from an assistant role into the head coach within the same environment? Uh, some can step up and obviously some struggle. So, I mean, Shag did obviously quite well going from that assistant to head coach. He's a bit of a cop. He's a bit of a hard nose. And maybe, I don't know, Foster was... He never really had to make those hard decisions as an assistant. Now he's in a head coach role. He's got to make those decisions. But he's also got to remember that, you know, he probably wants to be mates. He wants to keep like a bit of a... Mm -hmm mature level with all the players and make sure everybody's happy and friends but actually doesn't really want to get stuck in and tell people that you know you need to do some hard work I'm going to drop you I'm going to pull you in to do this um, obviously Baz you're, you're now in a coaching role from a player's position um, you know is that is that a common thing in that sort of professionalism background yeah yep oh yeah I was going to get his to go but I'll, I'll pick it up here as well um it's a really good point, mate. Like, really, really good point is um, how do you go from, I guess, sitting on a separate seat in the bus to now being the one who's driving the bus because it is a very unique difference in, in what your role is. I don't think it's um, it's unachievable at all. And, in fact, that is one of the jobs of the coach is to be growing the, head, uh, the assistant coaches around him to be aspirational enough to take on head coaching roles. But providing that you then are able to... Um, allow them to, to understand what, what's required in, in the head coaching role. I'm a firm believer that in um, Simon, that in head coaching roles, you are the one who, who uh, has a, a firm grasp over the pulse of the group, and you've got to be that one who is, unfortunately, the, the little bit of the headmaster as well, and you've got to pull guys into line when things aren't good. You can't just keep slapping them on the back. Um, and, and I guess there's different leadership structures which are required um, for different environments and different different cultures, different ethnicities, but somehow you've got to try and get everyone pulling together to try and achieve a common goal. And if you're not able to do that, then it doesn't necessarily mean you can't be a head coach, but you might need to bring in expertise around you that can cater for where you're a little bit deficient, if that makes sense. Mm. Does that does that make sense, Simon? Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, um, I think it, yeah, it's that background support and um, that sort of is going to drive you to make those decisions because it could be the one that could be on the fence with a couple of players and then there's actually no one there to back him up and just say, nah, I've got you, you're the right person, mm. you know, go ahead with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Simon, I've been coached by uh, by Steve and, and Fozzie and, um, yeah. you know, Steve, mate, when he spoke, you listened and you were actually on the edge of your seat. You, he was very straight to the point at you, and he wasn't wasn't afraid to put you out on, on on the pedestal in front of your teammates, which is the hardest thing to do as well, you know. And, and as a player, yeah. you're probably thinking, "Man, this is the worst thing," but you're going to get a reaction out of it. My only question marks was if Fozzie did that. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen him as an assistant. I haven't seen him as a key coach, so I don't know if he does that. Would that get the the players to be able to? adapt react to it i just that's the only question mark he's a nice guy lovely bloke and i had a lot of time for him but just when he has to do the hard questions and make those hard decisions can it happen that's the only question mark i had 
Beauty lads. Also, can you guys make me some more money? You guys are killing me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. We'll try. We'll just keep listening. Sorry, brother. We're all just hurting we'll, a little bit we'll, at the moment, Simon, but hang in there. <laughs> it was a tough weekend, brother. Tough weekend. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good man. Hey, take care, brother. Thanks, Thank you, mate. Good man. Hey, just just to follow on from that as well, um, is in Simon's question about transitioning from a player or an assistant through to head coach role. So I was I was a mm. player at Trinbago Knight Riders, and I was playing with those guys for three or four years, and then I transitioned straight into the head coaching role there. And the relationships yep. I thought were good, but it wasn't until Dwayne Bravo, who I consider a fantastic leader of men, and he said to me at one stage, "You've got to be the bad cop sometimes too." When you're with us. And yeah. part of the team, you could always be the good cop. But when you're the when you're the head coach, you've also got to be the bad cop too. And that was a tremendous lesson for me that I had to also, mm. un, as mm. much as I didn't want to do it, because I liked making people happy, not necessarily making them sad, but sometimes you need yeah. some truth, right? And that's your job as the head coach. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then you need to provide, bring someone into the environment that can also help you to, to be able to, um, deliver those tough messages. And maybe that's something that Ian Foster could look at, bringing in someone mm. a little bit a little bit sort of old and surly even, you know, to be able to just remind yeah. people of what the old era used to be like. But we've got plenty more to come. We've got to get to Trudy now with the news for Kubota. We appreciate all your calls as well. Yeah, uh, great calls. Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand.